0: Hi, this is Kevin
1: Pollack, and you're listening to TV Confidential. Ed Robertson with a reminder that we'll play part two of our conversation with Lee Purcell later on in the hour. We'll be up to stay tuned. Then, the meantime, on the line with us right now is Paul Dooley. Paul Dooley, the Emmy-nominated actor and writer who all of us know for playing the dad of Julia Roberts, Molly Ringwald, Tony Collette, Helen Hunt, Terry Hatcher, many, many others. Paul's memoir, Movie Dad, Finding Myself and My Family, not only includes many great stories about his career in movies, television, Broadway, and as an improv artist with Second City. But and a
0: few people. Know that I was the head writer of the Electric Company.
1: That's one of the things we're going to get to. <laughs> it wasn't
0: acting, but it was a very good job, and I enjoyed doing it.
1: Yeah, and you created many memorable characters, and really laid the foundation for that show during the year that you wrote the Electric Company.
0: Yeah, when I left, it changed quite a bit. I, I tended to lean toward the humor we used in Second City, which is not what you call falling down laps, but uh, satire and wit. And you know, cleverness. And I put that into a children's show. And uh, it worked, you know. Yes. same characters, uh, Child Chef Julia, grown up, you know.
1: Or go, uh, going back to your love of puns, Fargo North, Dakota.
0: Yeah, that's right. <laughs> I made him into a decoder of sentences, and also I named him that. I uh, say in the book that the kids don't know there's this place called Fargo, <laughs> Fargo North, Dakota. But it doesn't matter. It just sounds funny. Yeah. And also, if their older brothers or sisters, you know, see it, they might get something else out of it.
1: Paul's recollections of his year as uh, head writer and co-creator of The Electric Company, one of many uh, great chapters in his book, Movie Dad, which is available, bookstores everywhere, as well as Amazon.com, where books are sold online. The other, one of the other overarching themes of your book is therapy saved your life.
0: Yeah, I did it a lot. I I would be doing it while living in New York for six months and go to a film, come back to New York and do it some more. I just increments I did over 20 years time. So it helped me out.
1: I want to phrase this carefully because I don't want to give away one of the key things about the book, but... Well, I'll I'll do it for you. Okay.
0: There was a misunderstanding between my ex-wife and I, Mm -hmm. and she she moved away from New York, and for a while I didn't even get to see my kids. And while at the same time that was happening, me being a dad, on films I turned into a dad to 25 different actors. (laughs) So that's the irony of that situation.
1: And going back to Therapy Saved My Life, you already had, I mean, your, uh, your therapist, Dr. K, who you call in the book, he's sort of a recurring character and uh, in, yeah. in, in Movie Dad. And the fact that you were already working with Dr. K at the time, yeah. this, this misunderstanding with your um,
0: yeah. ex-wife.
1: At the fact that you already were working with dr k at the time i mean you had someone that meant you had someone to turn to you had someone to talk to to help you overcome the the initial shock of all that
0: yeah then he helped me through at the stages of uh depression and uh denial what do they call that
1: oh yeah grief and acceptance and all yeah all I'm, that stuff
0: yeah there's yeah. a whole bunch of steps in it finally it's acceptance and,
1: yeah
0: uh, he, he led me through those steps and uh I was able to uh, come back and to be my real self, you know. I got through my, my uh, depression and my hurt and all
1: that stuff. And the the other thing I would imagine is the fact that you, you were able to work as often as you did, being able to lose yourself in the, in, in, in the identity of another character. I'm sure that helped.
0: Absolutely. I, I kind of threw myself into my work.
1: To get through my depression, you know. Uh, And Paul... Use those things in your characters, you know. Yeah. A certain father
0: who has a backstory of being hurt himself, Mm -hmm. you know, you can use your own life to play that kind of a character.
1: Uh, We had a conversation with an acting coach not too long ago uh, on on the program, Paul, and she says every actor has a toolbox. Yeah. Of things that he or she draws from, you know, based on their own experience. That's right. And you give us many examples of that in Movie Dad about how one of which we talked about earlier where you drew from your own relationship, your, your relationship with your own dad when you played Dennis Christopher's dad in in, right. in Breaking Away. Yeah. we We all have tools and it's just a matter of recognizing that and drawing on those things as we go from one thing to another.
0: I was never what they called a, a method actor, but the truth is, Every good actor has something in him which is like the method, which is he draws on some things in his own life, mm-hmm. his own background, his own family. Uh, when you're doing roles, you know, mm-hmm. and you might have had a, a real uh, a bastard that you worked for, and you can use that person to play a bastard. Absolutely. In Star Trek, I was just kind of a bad guy, and I had to draw on the idea of someone I knew, some older person I knew, it was actually a, an agent, and I fell out. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, I was able to use somebody from real life to play a bad guy in Star Trek.
1: Before I forget, because uh, by the time this conversation airs, it will be January, and since this may be the only time I'll, I'll get a chance to say this, an early happy birthday to you, Paul Dooley.
0: Yeah, February. I was born on George Washington's birthday with the 22nd, then poor George had to begin to share his birthday with Lincoln. You know, he's the father of our country, but eh, you don't get your own day anymore. I imagine that came from civil servants. I mean, the civil service of the government where they didn't want to give holidays to people, two holidays in February. I you know it, it was too much for them giving days off mm-hmm. or maybe a little extra money. So they squeeze the holidays together to save money.
1: That's what I think. <laughs> well, fortunately, you were not—you did not suffer the same indignity of George Washington. I mean, your your birthday has not been displaced.
0: It's it's always been the same.
1: Yes. Yes.
0: February twenty-second.
1: Yes. Although your name has not always been the same, but that—but you'll learn about that if you pick up a copy of Paul, Dooley's excellent memoir, Movie Dad, which you can find Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Can I go another five or ten minutes or, do you, or is that going to mess up your schedule? Sure,
0: I, go ahead. I have no life. <laughs> I've, I've been trapped in my family room for, you know, two and a half years.
1: <laughs>
0: Where am I going to go?
1: Well, actually, we've, we've said this many times on on this program, Paul. If there's a good thing about COVID, it is that a lot of creative people such as yourself took it as an opportunity to create content for themselves. Well, you know? that's
0: where this book came from. hmm I had nothing to do but I had done a one-man show, I think two years or you know, about two years before the COVID thing happened. Mm-hmm. And the first thing I thought of was, oh, what am I going to do during this COVID thing? It may last for centuries. Who knows? <laughs> so I said, maybe I said him, maybe I'll turn uh, the one-man show into a book." You know, just literally, just use all the material. But then, of course, the book required more than the show, so a lot of new stuff came in, mm-hmm. a lot of family stuff, and a lot of. Uh, but it was a kind of a direct result of not knowing what to do during the COVID. But an interesting thing happened that. My wife and I always got along very well. You know, we uh, were a perfect pair. We, I wouldn't have hardly any problems ever with each other. But the COVID met us closer because, you know, we relied so much on each other during the covid for mm-hmm. our very existence. And I lost 25 pounds during the first COVID year. And at some point in the last six months, my wife and I both got COVID. We're not sure how. But we got through it and we recovered and we tested the. Positively or negatively, which one is correct, I'm not sure.
1: The good one is negative.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so just recently we both tested and uh, and uh, it wasn't very bad to have the COVID. Our doctor gave us some meds and in five days it was mostly knocked out and all that happened later was some residue of congestion in your head, you know. But it wasn't such a terrible thing for us.
1: What do you do to uh, stay in shape and keep sharp?
0: Well... My mind is very sharp, but staying in shape is another question.
1: <laughs>
0: I, uh, I'm 94, so I'm no spring chicken. I have a little thing called a QB, which I bought on the online. You sit in your chair, and you, you like bicycle with your feet, mm-hmm. just sitting down in an easy chair yeah. or a couch, C-U-B-I-I, QB. So that's one way. Sometimes I'll watch it. Couple of hour-long TV shows and do that, and it helps my uh, the circulation in my legs and mm-hmm. my feet and all that, you know. But I don't get out and run around much. In fact, I, if we take a little walk, it's only a couple of blocks. But uh, I'm very, very, very good health for my age. I don't have a lot of ailments and a lot of problems. But uh, I walk a little slower and my balance is a little slower. So those are the real things that are going on but I'll tell you one thing the mind keeps clicking mm-hmm. 100 miles an hour don't okay. make my word play and I still find jokes and my wife and I amuse each other every day She's in the pandemic she's she's written the screenplay for Wicked and, uh, and they're going to make two movies in one out of it and Excellent. they're starting just about now over in England they're going to shoot for 10 months Excellent. Uh, so there's a t- Wicked one and a sequel that's written, uh, uh, created I mean Produced and uh, worked on and made at the same time. They'll probably release one in the way to one and release the other. There'll be two, two wickets down the
1: line. Excellent. We we will look for that. We mentioned you are a connoisseur of jokes.
0: Since I'm 12 years old.
1: Do you have a favorite joke?
0: I can't say that. <laughs> <laughs> Sure, I have 10,000 jokes in my head. I, not only as a kid, I started collecting them and not knowing I'd ever be an actor. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's like a file system, you know. If you mention something like a vegetable soup, I may have three jokes. If you mention, it's like a little compartment in a, in a computer, my, my brain, with most people's brain. A word reminds me of a joke, or another joke reminds me of another joke somewhat like it, you know. But, uh, I had I, a little poem. I, I ran across a 5 or 7 card in my garage just the other day. I was sorting stuff and throwing things away. And I used to send my daughter when she was in school at Bennington a, a monthly check. And I would say, hi, honey, here's the money. And, and then but one day I was – one time I was a week late with her check, and I wrote this following thing, and I just found it amongst a, an old collection of junk, old papers. But it amused me. I said uh, – it was a, a check that was late. And I said, here's your check for May. I'm sending it by FedEx. I hope that the delay hasn't cost you any headaches. <laughs> that's how my mind works. For, for good or evil, that's how my mind Well, works. I'm,
1: I'm telling you, if anyone can find a, a rhyme for orange, it would be Paul Dooley.
0: <laughs> orange, you're glad it's... <laughs>
1: Paul Dooley is on the line with us, the Emmy nominated writer and actor who played the dad for many heavy hitters, including Julia Roberts and Molly Ringwald and Helen Hunt, many, many others. Also, the co creator of The Electric Company and the author of Movie Dad Finding Myself and My Family on Screen and Off, which you can find bookstores everywhere through Applause Theater and Cinema Books. You can also find movie at amazon.com where books are sold online. A couple more questions if I can, please?
0: Sure, go ahead.
1: You have a fun section called Great Moments in Comedy? Yes. And one of the people you include in your Great Moments in Comedy is a character actor named Richard Libertini who I w we're talking about when you play different characters, there's always one character there's always one role that people think of immediately. When I think yeah. of Richard Libertini, I think of the guru he played in All of Me. That's right. Which is he had a,
0: a headdress that looked like it came from Tibet.
1: Yes, exactly. And
0: he's a wonderful, wonderful comedy actor.
1: Yeah, and what what was so great about that is that he had virtually no dialogue. It was almost all physical and mime. And
0: he yeah, was he could do dialects, he could also do pantomime. He had big eyes and a long beard for most of his career. I recommended him to Robert Altman to play the push cart vendor in Popeye with a long beard. He's uh, they don't say it, his name is Giesel from the comic strip, <laughs> but it seems like a Jewish character, yeah. But he uh, he, he had a partner who worked with him. In, Nightclubs on the stage named McIntyre Dixon. I recommended uh, McIntyre also, and he played Olive Oil's father, uh, who is Coal Oil. <laughs> 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 and Olive Oil's brother. Is <laughs> oil. But uh, I haven't been able to recommend too many actors. But Bob Altman liked me, and take, he would take my recommendation seriously. So I got both Libertini and uh, McIntyre Dixon into Popeye. And, and uh, I love those guys. Libby passed away uh, a few years yeah, ago. Yeah, a
1: few years ago. Well, speaking of recommendations, speaking of, speaking of recommendations, I understand it was Carl Reiner who recommended you for the yes. uh, job of, of, of writing the the electric company.
0: That's right. And I didn't find it out so a few years after i left the place. <laughs> what happened was they were – I remember myself because Carol Burnett was a friend mm-hmm. and uh, – when they first started Sesame Street, they asked uh, Sesame Street they asked a number of actors to come on, well-known people who would do the alphabet. Uh, and that's all; just try to do it in an interesting way, maybe dramatic or comic. And uh, and I heard a story from people. Uh, electric companies produced by the same people at Sesame Street. Right, children's
1: television workshop. Yeah.
0: They asked Carl Reiner where they could find comedy writers. In New York, because every time we get a good comedy writer, he wants to go to California to write for someone like you, Carl mm-hmm. Reiner. And he says, he, I did something once with Reiner as an actor, but he could tell by my inventiveness that I, I knew what I was doing. Mm-hmm. I was giving, suggesting lines, even though I wasn't writing. I was just an actor who was adding things, and he, he knew that he, he could tell I had the chops for that. So he said, Paul is a very good writer. But I never written down anything. Before. He just got it from being in a, in a kind of a special with me once. Um, it was a show called. Uh, it was starring Peter Ustinov, and it was a, a variety show with sketches. And I contributed some lines to scenes, and he remembered that. So, he said he's a good writer. So that's one of the reasons I was called in.
1: I never had a chance to talk. Carl Reiner but I, I've talked to many people who knew him very well and the story you just shared it speaks to two things I've learned about Carl Reiner one his, his generosity of spirit yep and his uncanny ability to recognize talent
0: yes and he was very generous uh, uh, he helped a lot of people he just had that quality of uh, seeing people who had something and recommending them he just uh, was that kind of a guy And what a career he had as a director, as a writer. I mean, look at the 2,000-year-old man if they never did anything but that. Mm -hmm. He and Mel Brooks. I grew up... uh, I think anybody who's ever in comedy, even if they're 20 years old now, they know the 2,000-year-old man. Yep. Because you just can't be interested in comedy without finding that.
1: And both Mel and Carl wrote for the great Sid Caesar, Who, circling back to one of the things we talked about earlier was was another one of your idols, comic idols, and so I don't know whether you worked with Sid Caesar directly, but you worked with Mel and Carl. Indirect. Yeah, I well. did,
0: and I, I was on the, the Sid Sullivan show once in a sketch with Sid Caesar.
1: Okay. Yeah. So and okay. another time, I only did the Sullivan show twice, and the second time was
0: Doing sketches with Libertini from a, a review we're doing
1: off Broadway. Okay, it goes back to you worked with your idols, and it was good experience.
0: Oh, it's wonderful! Yeah.
1: Well, it has been a wonder. I've had a wonderful time chatting with you, Paul Dooley. I've enjoyed. I cannot tell you how much I enjoyed your book. I hope I'll have a chance to chat with you again one of these days on TV Confidential.
0: Well, I'm sure your listeners, your viewers, your fans are going to get a lot from this, and they're going to help the. Uh, Make uh, people uh, think they might enjoy the book, and they might actually go to the bookstore or go to Amazon and get the book. it would be very helpful to me. Well, if people we, don't know you wrote a book, they're not going to buy it.
1: That's right. Well, we're heard every weekend in about 35 markets across the U.S. and Canada. Then we become available as a podcast every Monday, so we reach a lot of ears. We will do our best to let as many people know about Movie Dad as possible.
0: And I'll be eternally grateful.
1: Movie Dad, Finding Myself and My Family on screen and off. The story of Paul Dooley's life and career not only includes many great stories about his career in movies, television, Broadway, as an improv artist with Second City, and as a stand up comedian, but recounts the pain that Paul endured in real life that resulted from a traumatic episode involving his ex wife and first two children movie dad also includes blurbs from brian cranston alan alda joe Montaña, cartoonist jules pfeiffer and our friend leonard malton movie dad available in bookstores everywhere through applause theater and cinema books you can also find movie dad amazon.com wherever books are sold online we'll play part two of our conversation with lee purcell we come back on tv confidential